Praise the Lord. I'm glad you're here tonight, each and every one of you. God bless you. I want to read from the book of Romans tonight, Romans chapter 12. Very familiar to you, I'm sure, in the church. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living, someone say living, sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Reasonable. Verse 2, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good. Say good. And acceptable. And perfect. Someone say perfect. Will of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We love you tonight. We appreciate what we have felt in the beginning of this service, God. We may come tired and wore out and weary from the battles of the day. God, as we begin to lift up your name and lift up our hands and begin to worship you, you just begin to take over. I am so thankful for your refreshing presence. I'm thankful for the opportunity for the word today. Someone say in Jesus' name. And you can be seated. God bless you. I would like to just teach on this thought, am I progressing? Am I progressing? I'm going to read a lengthy portion of verse 2 out of the Amplified, and I hope you'll earmark it on your Bible. Brother Dave, I'll put you put, I hope you put a mark on it if you read Amplified and go back in your Bibles. Because the Amplified in this really just spoke, spoke some really great things as you're already starting to read it. It says, and do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs. Can I get an amen there? But be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes. I like this. This is good stuff here. So that you may prove for yourself I'm going to say for yourself what the will of God is. That which is good and acceptable, perfect plan and purpose for you. whole lot in there. Know that you've already prayed, you've read, you've stood. Thank you so much. But I know that across the sanctuary, if I was to ask you, do you know what the will of God is? You get all kinds of hodgepodge of things. But it's a question that we ask ourselves, Brother Walter, often. What's the will of God? Maybe you've asked an elder. Maybe you've asked your spouse or your pastor. What's the will of God? And often I think that what we want the answer to be, Brother Richard, is that it's okay for me to move. It's okay for me to be an evangelist or work in the mission field or... It's to do something way out there in the realm of supernatural, super spiritual. But often we overlook the things that are so simple 
and so necessary in our lives, and that is knowing what the will of God is. It, it, it really isn't way out there, Brother Carl. It's not. The will of God is what God wants you or me to be at that moment. And it's progressive. It's progressive. I love this. Brother Bankton, some of you know who I'm talking about. Big Louisiana preacher. And uh, he told us one time, Brother Stacy, you probably remember this. Those individuals that are always seeking a word or some super spiritual will for their life. And they, they, they grab the preacher or they grab him and they say, can you give me a word from God? Brother Bankin's just kind of plain and he just is a, just a great guy to be around. He's fun and he's straight shooting. And he tells a story at this conference, this individual, this flighty individual who's always running around looking for that. Well, the bank said, I told her, give. She stood there and she was just straight faced like, and the seventh angel will open the seals and I will be present. She's already, he said, no, give. Just give. We know that the will of God is to pray. We know that the will of God is to give, sacrifice. To, the will of God is to fast, crucify the flesh. The will of God is to read your Bible. The will of God is to study it, show yourself approved unto God, which pleased by that, not you or me or someone else, but God is pleased by your study of it. We know the will of God is to be merciful, show mercy. The will of God is to forgive and to love, be kind and compassionate. How about this one? The will of God is to be patient. The God is to share. How about the will of God is to be available? Where's that in the fruits of the Spirit, Brother Plale? You know, the, the thing about, as I use the word, are we progressing? The thing about living for God is, how is it that an individual comes in, two people come in on the same date, and yet one year later, Sister Herring, one is leaps and bounds, the other is not. I tell you today, it's because of their availability. How available are they to let God work in their lives? How available am I to let God do a work in me, do a work in you? Am I only available on one Sunday, or am I only available when the prayer meeting works within my schedule of things to do list? Am I available only when it's potluck? You know, fill in the blank. But we do that with God. We say, I'm available, but you got 15 minutes, preacher. Well, then you're not really available. Because sometimes God only needs a minute. But other times, God's got to do a lot of work to get rid of a bad attitude. He's got to work through all of the bad junk and the, and the, and the scorning and the hatefulness. And the bitterness, and he's got to pull that back. And when he finally gets there, it's like, 
Okay, you're available. Well, it's been an hour and 30 minutes. Many have said, well, I'll give you 30 minutes. Watch works like to do that. Those things. But am I available, Sister Dakota? Am I available for God to do what He wants to do in my life? And I will, I, I will bet with you that if you begin to look at these three principles, as we look at good, acceptable, and perfect, that they're progressive. And that the will of God is progressive in your life and in my life. Progressive. He wants to do a work in your life. And he wants to do a work in my life. So at the level or the speed to which I grow is entirely dependent upon how available I am. I'm still dealing with the same thing from a year ago. And there's something I'm not doing. I'm not making myself available. Or I, or I have determined that God's not able to help me in that situation. You know that's wrong. It doesn't work. So he said, he said, I want you to look at some things here. I don't want you to be conformed to this world. Don't let superficial values and, and, and customs lead and guide us. And they're constantly trying to manipulate uh, how we think. Isn't the world trying to manipulate you to tell you how to think and how to act? Trying to make choices for you? Yet the Word of God is very, very often, almost all the time, often is opposite of that. world's saying, just please yourself. Just take care of you, yourself and I. And, and the Word of God saying, hey, how about you love others like you love yourself? How about you make room for me? And so often it says, but be transformed, progressively changed. Progressively changed. I brought three pieces of all from the same source. And they're different. Well, that one right there is right off of the right off of the board. That's been in the sun. That's been in the rain and the snow, and it's weathered. And you wouldn't have to rub very hard to get a splinter in this thing. Got a knot ready to fly up. Kind of like how we come to God. Worn and weathered from, the, from life itself. And then the Word of God begins to deal with our life as we begin to make ourselves available. And Sister Barbara... Those rough edges, still rough, you can see it. But they're not quite as sharp. And, and this board made itself available to my sander. A few times it tried to wiggle itself out of the way, and a couple times I got my leg and did this, but, but after I began to apply some pressure, some of the, the weathering went away. And the rough edges, but it's still got a lot of work left to do. Because you like that. Then, this one took a lot more sanding. Got the weathered out of it. Smooth. I notice there's still a rough edge. Oh, there's a crack there. Gotta be careful. That could cause you a splinter if you grab that real fast. Some holes that need to be filled, and 
just a little more. Look, the backside still got some areas that haven't been sanded yet. He sometimes, Sister Alexis, we come to God and we get all polished up on the front. They look the part, but there's something on the inside, and there's some, some areas that God says, you're not quite done yet. Don't get off the sander's bench. Don't get off the potter's wheel. Let, let, let me do some more work in your life. And let me begin to apply some pressure and do some things. And it's a little uncomfortable, kind of messy. I had sand, sawdust everywhere, Sister Valerie. It's everywhere. Matter of fact, when I took these up with my coat, I got sawdust all over my coat. That's kind of what happens when God begins to work on us. It's a little messy. I get a little dirty, a little worse for wear, but he's got a project. You're it. I'm it. He's got a piece there, and he just knows exactly what he wants it to look like. He knows exactly what it's capable. You know that individual, the artist that can take a big block of something? It's amazing to watch them when they just take that and they just start, like they start with a chainsaw or, or a big stone or whatever it may be. and and. And as you watch them just begin to go away, it all of a sudden becomes a work of art. That's you and that's me. He's working on us and he's trying to bring us to the place to where we're his full, complete creation. We're the finished product. Is it the, the, the verse that talks about the, the clay saying to the potter, You don't need that. It's clay can talk. Who am I to know? Who am I to judge, Brother West, to say that God's done? Because even after 30 years, God still he is doing so much more now, it seems like, than he's ever done. Because there's that much more to do. Good. Clearing of our mind, focusing on godly values and Ethical attitudes. We talk about Philippians 4, verse 8, changing our thought patterns. And Philippians 2, 5 says, to let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, that our thoughts be right. But how about offering up ourselves? He said, you want to prove to your own self? And be available. Let God start working. So I've got a bunch of scriptures to run through. When talking about the good will of God, Good means to be pleasant, to be profitable and favorable. And when we look at the word good, we know that the, that the Lord is good. Psalm 100, verse 5. He's a good master. John 10, 11 says he's a good shepherd. He's good and upright. Psalm 25, verse 8. Therefore will he teach sinners in the way. Get that. Good and upright. What's he want to do? He wants to lead us and guide us. What is good? Psalm 34 verse 14 tells us, depart from evil and do good. Do good. He said to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, it's what, Brother Richard? Sin. He said, do good. Psalm 73, 28 said, it's good for me to draw near to God. James 4, verse 8 says, draw nigh unto God. God will ignore you. No way. 
as you and I make ourselves available unto God, God begins to do a work. He can't, he can't ignore it. Draw nigh unto you. Proverbs 13, 12 says, A good man leaveth inheritance for his children's children. Good. He says, hey, if you think it's easy, do good to them that hate you. Matthew 5, 44. It's easy to do good to somebody that's treats you nice. You got to do good. You want to do good? Dwell in unity. 133 of Psalms. You want to do good? Psalm 112, verse 5 says, show favor. You want to do good? Be fruitful in every good work. Colossians 1.10. And increasing in the knowledge of God. A progressive work. The will of God is that we become more like Him. Less like me. John would say, he said, He must increase, but I must decrease. Supplication, prayer, intercession, thanksgiving. That was 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. He said, verse 3, he said, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God. It's progressive. There's improvement and there's advancement. And there is not only if we do it today, there's advancement and improvement available if we do it tomorrow. That the thing about living for God is we've not said, we've not been able to get this diploma that says, well, you're all good. You're all perfect. You got it all worked out. So therefore, just go join the angels. Or, and he hasn't showed up recently and taken any one of us. But I noticed. We're working. We're a work in progress. He said good. He said acceptable. And acceptable means to be adequate or satisfactory. Leviticus 22.20 says, Whatsoever hath a blemish, don't you dare offer it. It's not acceptable. Proverbs, or Romans 12, verse 1, we read that. Example, it's a living sacrifice. It's acceptable unto God. Offering yourself, myself, is acceptable unto God. He even says that it's reasonable. I don't know all about that stuff about giving yourself to God. Try it. It's good. <laughs> it works. As we begin to give ourselves, he said, even when we're being buffeted, 1 Peter 2.20, he says, when we're being buffeted, taking it patiently, this is acceptable. You're going through something. Brother Christopher, when you're feeling the pressures of life, things are coming against you, you just keep on going, you just keep doing it. He says, that's acceptable. Just keep hanging in there. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. The white flag's not up. I'm not going to church no more. Acceptable to God. Ephesians 5 said, verse 10, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. He said, verse 7, he said, that you're not being partakers of disobedience, not involved with evil things. In verse 9, he says that you're, you've got good and righteousness and truth. Those are your companions. 
That's what's acceptable. Matters who we who we walk with and who we hang around with. It does. It's not that we shun people. That's not it. But who you allow your ear to spend time with makes a difference where your mind in your attitude. 14.18 of Romans says that serving Christ is acceptable. So we start out to choose to do what's right. Then we begin to serve Him. We begin to live for Him. We let it be part of our everyday life, progressive. And then we get to the perfect will of God. That's to be flawless or complete. And when it's used in the the pretense where anywhere where it applies to God is perfect, it's pure, without flaw. And another area says that it's mature, being mature, perfect. It says, be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Matthew 5, verse 48, two different ways of perfect. When he says, be thou therefore perfect, he's saying, be mature, be grown up, even as your father is perfect. It means that if you've been living God for 30 years and you're still sucking your thumb and you're still in preschool, you're not very mature. What I said, two different levels coming in. How available am I or how available are you? depends on how mature we become. If we pay an attention in class, we're going to pass the test. If we're goofing around and using our phone and we're missing a couple lessons and we don't show up, we hit and miss and we don't come to prayer meeting, we don't do this, don't apply teaching, don't let the preacher, the pastor address things in our lives, then we're going to fail the test. And pretty soon we're a 21-year-old third grader sitting in a chair or a desk that's way too small for us. We need to graduate, and we need to mature, and we need to grow. I need to grow. He's perfect. I'm sure. I, wanna, I want to attain maturity. So is not maturity a different level? Aren't there different levels of maturity? You don't expect Reed to be as mature as Jordan, though he is often. But you don't, do you? You don't expect a brand new babe in Christ to be as mature as a seasoned saint. But God expects us to be mature. He expects us to be growing, progressing, advancing, learning from our mistakes and moving forward. As for God, his way is perfect, Psalm 1830. The Good News Bible says, this God, how perfect are his deeds. How perfect Progressive. Progressive. Yet you look at things and you see, this is, this is how this works out, Brother Trace. Noah is referred to in Genesis 6-9, a just and perfect man. He's mature. He wasn't sent. He, he, made mistakes. He wasn't pure, but he was mature. Job, same thing, two and three. When Satan comes knocking on the door, says, hey, I think I'll take that guy right there. He was perfect and upright. 
chores. That's how come he could handle it. That's how come he could handle it. The rich young ruler in Matthew 19, verse 21, he comes and he says, Jesus says to him after he asks, what do I do to inherit eternal life? He says, if thou wilt be perfect. What did he tell him to do, Brother Shannon? Go. Sell all that you have and give it to the poor. So he had a, a lot of things going for him. But there was a level, there was a lesson being taught to him. If he could let the things, get rid of the things, God would grow in him something far more valuable than a $20 bill in your pocket or old ingot, whatever it may be. He didn't make himself available. He lacked maturity. Being perfect means that I'm all in. I'm all in. Not holding back. Brother Robbie, it's, 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 there is no other option. We've talked about how often I, I held records when I was young coming in, records of my old life thinking that it just didn't work out. That, that was the underlying message. Up front, I didn't. Fa I thought I was giving them everything, but I stuck something in the closet. God's saying to someone tonight, if you put it away thinking that you're going to use it in a rainy day, then you're not all in. I'm not all in. I'm not all the way where I need to be. I'm holding back. I'm not giving it it. It's, it's not all the gusto. I'm really just kind of barely in there, kind of tiptoeing. I'm half in and out. And Jesus talked about that, you know, the... Can't serve two masters. Can't straddle the fence, and it's not a place that I can grow. It's actually very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Get in or out. One of the two. Hope they all choose to get in. Entirely available. Jesus said, "Make." Jesus will make you perfect. First Peter five ten. Establish, strengthen, settle you. When make ourselves available. And I give it all to him. 18 and 32 of Psalms. I'm almost done. It is God that guideth me or girdeth me with strength. It's God that girdeth me with strength. Maketh my way perfect. I can't do it on my own. We know that. But with God, all things are possible. Anything too hard for the Lord? Genesis. Fact of the matter is. When I have given everything to God, anything is possible. Truly, anything is possible. He said, he girds me, makes, shows me the way of perfectness. Looking at the fivefold ministry, it tells us at Ephesians 4.13, why do we have the fivefold ministry? Because the saints need perfecting. Someone say, I'm a saint. I'm a saint. That's it. Somebody say it. I'm a saint. And I need perfecting. You're all going, amen, brother. You're right. You're a mess. You're wiped out. To God, you wouldn't even be thinking about anybody but yourself right now. Don't look at your spouse. You ought not to be saying, this is perfect for him, perfect for her. She needs a lot of that. You know the deal. No, I need perfecting. I need work, Sister Tina. God needs to work on me. I need perfecting. I need to make myself more available. I'm sick and tired of just giving a little bit here and a little there. 
feeling a goosebump, coming to an altar and feel the presence and, and just walk away and, and not get any change in my life. Hey, there's, the Bible tells us that Judas, when he did what he did to Jesus, went out and he wept. But his weeping was worldly and it brought suicide, self-destruction. Esau wept bitterly with tears. And Romans, I believe it is, it said that uh, God looked at Esau and he hated him because they weren't true repentance. It was nothing more than lip service, feeling sorrow for either being caught or for doing something, but not sorrowful or remorseful enough to say, I've got to have change. That's what God wants. He wants genuine change. That's the perfect will of God. We come to an altar, we leave changed. When we come up here and we got problems in our life, we leave restored. We leave better than we can. Ah, oh, the sandpaper. Yeah, it's working. It's vibrating me. It feels a little uncomfortable and it's messy. But God's working on those edges. He's trying to perfect us. Perfecting of the saints. See, the preacher's got a great responsibility. Anybody know that? The pastor has a huge responsibility, much greater than you or I can even fathom. Great responsibility. Some of you say, I want to be a preacher. And where are they at on cleaning day? I want to preach, Pastor Herring, but where am I on prayer meeting night? My pastor can stand it. I want the responsibility of being the of the microphone. We really have no idea what that's all about. Teach a Bible study. Teach a Bible study. That that's a good way to start. That's a pulpit. That's a place where you can begin to, to share the word of God, your burden, your message. Hey, we're all called to preach. You're talking to your neighbor, and you're talking to those you work with, and your family, and, and those, the restaurant you go to, or the store you visit. You're telling them about the goodness of God, telling them about how he's changed you, and, and he's healed so-and-so, and you've done this, and, and just the great and, and mighty things, proclaiming that, and and, and, and you're quiet everywhere, but you want to preach, and you want the microphone. Come on, show God how available you are. Find somebody that, that, just, that, that you can just share the Word of God with. Share a burden with them. Paul talked about Colossians 1.28, that he present every man perfect Christ Jesus. That's the responsibility. It's his responsibility to preach it. But you and I, we got to live it. We got to live it. We got to apply it. We got to say, okay, that's for me. Stand perfect, complete in all the will of God. Colossians 4 12. Love that. Galatians 3, verse 3. Intent of negativeness. This whole message. Paul said it like this. 
Are you so being facetious? You know that. Get a sense of humor, but he wasn't joking around. He said, "Are you so foolish, having begun in the spirit?" Remember, he's talking to the church. Born again of water and spirit, baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost, living a life. And he says, you began this in the spirit, but paraphrasing, he said, but now you think that you've reached a place, a plateau, where you can just cruise by on your own abilities, your own skills. Yeah, I got it. He says, no. He said, you can't do that. James said, one four, he said, let patience be perfect work, that you may be perfect entirely. He said, come on, saint of God. Come on, child of God. Make yourself available. Praise the Lord. I, I just been feeling the presence of God, Pastor Herring, as altar services beginning and close. You're wondering, if you're wondering what's going on up here, people are starting, they're trying to get in the spirit. They're trying to get rid of all the junk the world has. And they got an opportunity to raise their hands and lift up their voice and worship God and forget about their bills and their problems and their sicknesses and all their pains. And they just let God be God. And the word, it's just beginning to move across this. And little kids are crying out and people. And God's saying, you're making yourself available. Therefore, I can work in you. Therefore, I can do a work in you. I realize I'd be right here. Just came in. Feel like that. But you're coming. Just hang in there. Hang in there, brother. Hang in there, sister. Because you get any time around the presence of God. Good things happen. Good things happen. Amen. You think that that addiction that's had you for so long? Come on now. I've seen too many people. You can't tell me now. It don't happen like that. You're too late. I've already been around too long to see this happen day in and day out, week in and week out. People that are available, people that come up and say, Oh, God, would you just take all the desire away from me? I remember Pastor Herring. One time in Anchorage, this guy came up and Brother Holt was preaching. This guy came up to the altar. It was just altar call, just beginning. Nobody had to go invite him, prod him, do anything like that. Preaching about change and God's good and he can help you. The man came up, all of a sudden started emptying his pockets. Oh, a crack pipe or some marijuana and some drugs. And he took his earring in his ear and he ripped it out. The guy is slick, he is slippering, lay, slaying snot, man. He is going to town. He is, he is crying. He is weeping. He is an emotional. I don't think he cared what you or I thought about him. He was addicted to drugs in a very harsh way. He's throwing all this stuff down there, hands raised up. And God filled him with the Holy Ghost almost instantaneously. Why? Because he was available, Brother Stacy. That's what he did. He said, Here I am, God. 
I'm available. He didn't have all that religious nonsense, two patty cakes and sit back there on your hands. He just said, I am in need of a touch from the master, and I can find it right up here. I can lay down some things and make myself available. He didn't come back the next day and go, yeah, well, I blew it. He didn't. Did he say it was easy? No, I talked to him for weeks afterwards. He said, no, it, I, had, I had some thoughts. Done that for 20 years of my life. He said, but God delivered me of those addictions. And then it wasn't time for him. It wasn't time, Sister Kathy. He goes, oh, that's nice. I think I'll just pack my bags and just wait till Jesus comes. Now, you see, you still had some work to be done. God did a lot of work that first night. Right? He could do a lot of work. It just, how available am I? Do I want to progress? Do I want to make it, do I want to change? Do I want to stay in the same seat all the way in the furthest in the back? Or do I want to change? I want God to make me stronger. I want God to be more in me than I am in me. Can I get an amen tonight? It's got to be more of God. It's got to be more of God, less of me.